Hello, Matt. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I have an idea. Okay. Today, I would like to tell you three short stories. Okay. And with each short story, I would like to give uh, 10 minutes for us to discuss each one. Okay. Can and I ask you a question beforehand? Yes. Did you write these short stories? Uh, sort of. They, these are, are true stories, things okay. that actually happened to me okay. in the last couple of days. Okay. And I thought it would be fun if the game that we played uh, would involve something like, I'll tell the story and then we have to come up with uh, spiritual meanings and ways in which our Catholic faith um, can be found in these stories. Okay. Spiritual meaning. Right. Ways in which the Catholic... I'm just making sure I got the instructions. Yeah, yeah. and and like we're going to go pretty far afield with this, I think. So Beautiful. And it, some of them might that be a little right bit of a stretch. That is right up my alley. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Okay, so uh, are you ready to start? Yes. Okay, starting. First short story. Okay. Uh, this one I call, Please Remind Me to Take the Back Roads. Okay. Last week we sat here in the studio and we recorded together. And afterwards, leaving the studio, mm -hmm. I turned right. I should have turned left. Okay. If I turned left, I would have gone down a couple of lights and then turned right onto the post road and been home in 20 minutes instead of 15, which is like the normal if I take the highway. Okay. But Try alas that. for me, I turned right and got on 95. And you know where exit 17 is in Westport? So there I was in the right lane and I saw a car getting off and I thought to myself, get off here. But you know what I did? I said, no, I'll just keep going. And about 150 yards past the off ramp when I could no longer go back, what did I run into but a wall of traffic? And from 150 yards past exit 17 to exit 18 took me an hour. Whoa. A distance of about a mile and a half, two Oof. miles maybe, took me a full hour. So remind me to take back roads when I leave here today because I just don't want to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So that's the first story. Okay. It, it took me nearly an hour to get one exit last week when I left. Okay. My first comment. You're a tremendous storyteller. Weren't you, you were like there I in was, the passenger seat with me as that I drove. Was, that was riveting. Gripping. <laughs> okay, so I would say that the first spiritual lesson, like the surface level spiritual mm -hmm. lesson, mm -hmm. is patience. Okay. Right? I like it. Okay. I think the little bit, you know, a little bit under the surface spiritual lesson is vigilance. Tell me more. Uh, and like perseverance, you know, like, uh, I'm sorry, not perseverance, like paying attention. Oh no, I had to persevere. Yeah. Believe me. All right, yeah. I had to persevere. Right. Fair, <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Run the race to the end. Or um, in this case, inch along the race. <laughs> right, right, there was right. no running on this. Right, highway. right. You could have run. You would have gotten home faster. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, right. So, um, paying attention, like that idea of, um, being clever. Yeah. Okay. You know, so what's, what is it? What's that? Uh, what, there's a scripture that I'm thinking of that, um, the man goes out and sells the, the his master's wine. He accepts like the, he accepts, accepts like 60%. You know what I'm talking about? The unjust steward. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The unjust steward who writes out bills for his, for his master's tenants and, and for those who owe him money, he reduces the debt so that he'll have a safe place to go. He right. is, he is shrewd in the things of the world. Right. Yeah. Okay. The 
thing that I think is the most interesting way we can go with it mm -hmm. is that that voice was your guardian angel. The voice telling me to stay on the highway? No, telling, telling you to go off. Tell, oh, yeah, 100%. That's the, see, that's the thing that I was going with was sometimes there's a little moment of inspiration. Right. And the Lord's nudging you in, in a particular way and you shouldn't second guess it. Yeah. Just just go with it and go with trust. Yeah. Right. Because what would I have done if I if I got off the exit there trusting that this is going to get me home faster? Yeah. I still would have run into some traffic because there's always going to be some traffic somewhere. That's the nature of things. But I could have mm -hmm. I could have dealt with it better. So so let me let me share a counter story. Okay. Okay. Um, I went to, so I went to Franciscan. We've talked about that ad nauseum, so I'm not yeah. going to give that whole story yeah, again. Thanks. Where, where is that again? I was there, <laughs> <laughs> no, but while I was there, um, while I was there, I went to confession. Yeah. Um, and while I was in confession, I spoke about how I, I, so I, I, I went know, on I know Twitter. this is a podcast. But remember, you don't have to manifest your conscience. No, I right? Know, like I know. not all podcasts are for the manifestation of no, conscience. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I went. No, I went on Twitter. Uh huh. Um, and I typically speaking stay off Twitter. Now I go. The only reason I ever really go on Twitter is to look at sports. Okay. Um, but the reason that I stay off Twitter is because sometimes porn pops up. True. Like, and it's literally just because I'm a 25 year old man, so it takes my data and says 25 year old men like porn, which is a terrible thing. <laughs> like that's a super unfortunate thing that that's it's, the demographic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. And I heard a voice say, while I was on Twitter looking for like the New York Rangers, you should probably get off here. Sometimes porn pops up. And I was like, ah, I won't this time. And I'm not even kidding. Like 10 seconds later, I was scrolling, and it popped up and I was like, ah, <laughs> okay. Now I, it's not like I watched it or anything, you know, right. but it, it, I, if anything, you could say like I was attacked by it. Right. I guess in a metaphorical sense. Sure. Sure, sure. Um, now in the confession, I said to him, I said to the priest, I realized I should have listened to my conscience here. Um, and he said to me <laughs> that he was like, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was your guardian angel telling you to do this certain thing and then he basically told me that you know on one shoulder you have your angel and on the other shoulder you have a moron <laughs> and I, thought, I thought it was going to be a devil <laughs> no, no, on the other shoulder is the idiot and the idiot is you <laughs> and i was like oh okay um but it really made me think of that but i think if i were going to take it in a more uh you know happy way as well i, I think i texted you that same night do you remember that my there was a small fire in my kitchen is this the one where your oven mitt caught right, fire right, yes right, yes the right. oven mitt if you're is my landlord good on you for listening to the podcast <laughs> are you apologizing is this uh, the public yeah, it wasn't a for... real it wasn't a real big fire <laughs> um but but i actually this is something that i've been trying to do ever since that experience i've been trying to listen to my guardian angel yeah in a better way um and i have the thing where it has really shown up most, uh, I don't know about vividly or just obviously is with patients, actually. Mm. Funny mm. enough, you know, where it's like we, the, re the reason we were together that day was because we recorded an episode that didn't record. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then instead of getting super frustrated, I was like, okay, it was the Lord's will. Okay. And I think that was probably my guardian angel guiding me there. And then we got home, Renee and I, that is, because it, it was an episode with Renee, my son, Yes, right. and, he was supposed to make his, his great radio debut. And, and so like, 
geez, you know what I mean? You want to talk about something that could be frustrating. The yeah. fact that we brought my son to the studio. I think that we were all in really good spirits. We, we were. Like realizing we, that this, we like, this, all, right, our, all of our well. equipment failed and we, we messed it up. We were right. just like, okay. It is what it is, right? We had fun together. I enjoyed yeah, being true. with you guys. It that's was true. I got to meet Michael. It was great. Right, yeah. I got a new profile picture for the Tangent Instagram. We Whatever. Uh, no, I did. I did oh, you really, did. You yeah. did. Okay. Um, and then the the fire in the kitchen. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Instead of being frustrated, I'm going to offer this up for the people at the table next to the pizzeria we went to because there was a fire in my kitchen. Um, and those people, I offered it up for them. And those people ended up being from Steubenville. And the woman was related to a TOR sister at Franciscan. That's nuts. Right? So That's it's like, nuts. I think it's, I think the real lesson is pay attention to your guardian angel. So you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to turn left. Okay. <laughs> That's the plan. Today I'm turning left. All right. So let's, let's pause that story. Also, and, you don't uh, have to warn me. It's not a manifestation of my conscience. <laughs> I just I'm like aware. To, you know, <laughs> like podcasts are where like, people talk about all the stuff that's going on. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this next story is called Mistaken Identity, probably. Probably. Yeah. That um, was nine and a half minutes, folks. Yeah. That <laughs> so last one. Mistaken Identity, probably. Here's, here's the story. So the other night, Mass has ended for the day, and uh, I was sitting in the, in the living room in the rectory and was talking with uh, Father Colin Blatchford who, who lives at St. Pius with me. And we were, yeah. we were talking and said, hey, do you want to order some food? Because mm -hmm. I realized that there was nothing left in the fridge. Let's order some food. So we ordered some food. And I said, you know what? I'll go pick it up. Of course, by that time of day, it's getting late in, into the evening. I had changed my clothes. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Sweet. Throw on a hat and I head up to the takeout place. And I go and I'm waiting for the food. And as I'm waiting for the food, uh, this guy walks in. And he walks in and, and, and he opens the door and he goes, oh, hey. And I turned and I looked at him. And if he knows me mm -hmm. and I, I uh, am mistaken in all of this, I would like to publicly apologize for not actually knowing who, who you were, sir. Uh, sir. <laughs> but he walked in the door and said, oh, hey, how's it going? And he put his hand out to shake my hand. And I shook hands with him. And I was like, good, how are you? And he said, great. And there was this moment where I think we both realized, no, we don't know each other. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think what happened was as we shook hands and he looked at me and I looked at him, he realized that from the profile, like I look like somebody he knows, but I'm not actually the person that he thinks he knows. Fantastic. And then I assumed that it must be somebody who recognized me and, and who I knew uh, because I'm kind of a big deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not for that reason. You have but I just, two podcasts. <laughs> No, I'm I'm a pastor in the town where I was out buying for like it's not unusual for me to get stopped by people right. who recognize me, right? Right. So I'm just kind of assuming that I must I must know this person. I, I have no idea who he was. But then this this thing happened where I think like he realized that and the, the girl at the counter said, Well, it's it's gonna be a couple more minutes. Okay, let me go get something out of my car. And he walked back out. And then like two minutes went by and I got my food and I, and I walked out. And as I got into my car, I saw him like go back in. Like he left and, and wanted to make right. sure that there wasn't another situation where we had right. to figure out why we thought we knew each other or why we didn't right. know each other. So tell me, Matt, what's the spiritual meaning of my mistaken identity? Seeing the face story? of Christ in every, every person. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say more. Well, I don't know if there's more to say. <laughs> um, no, I, think, I think it would be a more you know poignant point if he had been a homeless person or, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. seeing the face of Christ in the poor. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that's really something worth delving into. 
because because we live in i mean there are obvi- there's obviously great poverty in this country but we happen to be in a pretty affluent area sure right and so seeing the face of christ in a stranger is something that you and i probably encounter more often more often than seeing the face of christ in the poor in the poor right um just strictly speaking day to day yeah okay um so yeah how often do you pray for strangers you know that's a really good one yeah probably not nearly as often as i ought that's that's a good question well no i mean because like this is something that i do and i don't say that braggadociously i just say like like i do i do a lot of mini prayers i like mini prayers you know yeah. where i'm like lord help that woman many over mini there. prayers many 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 prayers <laughs> um and usually it's because i have had like i've it's probably because i'm a terrible person um <laughs> So I'll see some, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you are. Like, I know. <laughs> no, no, but like, I think it's if, if someone does something that like annoys me or okay. something, mm-hmm. or if I have judged someone too quickly, the way that I make a reparation for that is I will pray for them. I think that's a great um, idea. And, and I judge everyone. <laughs> Look, so sometimes, I pray for strangers sometimes you're not at your best. Right. Right. So there you are and you encounter this person, not your best moment, not your best day. Yeah. And so things kind of get, get caught up and, and you end up maybe interacting in a, in a way that you wish yeah. that you didn't. Yeah, sure. I think you could also make an argument for community. Uh-huh. Um, somewhere in there. But perhaps invitation is really is really what it is. Invitation's good. Talk more about invitation. So you you yourself said it. Mm-hmm. You're the pastor of a, of a great big church in Fairfield County. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now- he thought he knew you. Mm-hmm. What would it have taken for you to invite him to come to mass? Yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, well, no, that's it's it's a really good question because I don't know if I've ever invited anyone to mass in my life. Right, right. So, like random, you know. This was partly what I thought was going to be really quick because I actually, according to the pickup time that I was given on the on on the app. Uh, that's hilarious they were they were late with my food okay and so i thought for sure i'd get there pick it up and walk out right and that's why i didn't think anything of going in like shorts and a t-shirt right but honestly normally when i go out this is how i'm dressed in clerics right you know and so if i'm going to go out I'm, I'm usually wearing wearing my clerics unless i'm going to do something that would suggest a, another wardrobe might be more suitable you know, if I'm, if I'm right. going, if I'm going to go play golf, fishing. I'm going to go fly fishing or something golf? like that. I badly, I play golf badly. Yeah, it's, we, it's, should go, we should badly play we, golf. We together. should badly play golf together. There's a lot of, like, I've got to take you fishing. Right. And I'll take and you like, golfing. Okay. Did you know I was on the golf team in high school? We had a golf team at Trinity Catholic when you were they in high school? They won the state championship. And I say they because I never played in a match. <laughs> <laughs> but you were on the golf team. That's correct. In what way For were you on the years. golf team? How does this I work? I just showed up at the range four days a week and hit like 150 golf balls for free. Every day, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're never, we're never." And they were this like, guy "They were like, play. they were like, you guys better not get sick." Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, there it is. Okay, yeah. Maybe the lesson is maybe the lesson is is uh, vigilance in wearing your cleric. Well, so there's there's that, but there's also this other piece, which is I realize that uh, in a certain way, I might hide behind the collar. And what I mean by that is, is not that I, I, I use the collar for my own benefit or anything like that, or I hide behind it as, as like a, a special guard to like, let me right. just do kind of whatever. whatever it hides I behind like. your beard. Yeah, my <laughs> collar hides behind my beard. Um, no, it's, I'll be here all week, folks. It's, <laughs> I am way more on my game 
and thinking about things like evangelization and sharing the gospel. When wearing the collar. When I'm dressed this way and kind of like in that priest mode, um, unless I'm in a place, uh, like I was in Wyoming a couple weeks ago and I was with a whole bunch of Catholic families, but they all knew that I was a priest. And so when I wasn't right. wearing a collar every day, they didn't care because they, they all knew that I was a priest and I knew that they all knew that I was a priest. Right. There was no secret as to what my identity yeah, was. Yeah. And so I was always in priest mode with them, right? Right. But there's there's an important piece of like we've got to be ready to share the faith. What Saint Paul says, you know, like always be ready to give a reason for your hope. Yeah, always be ready, regardless of what you're wearing, regardless of the situation that you're in. So if you're standing in line waiting for takeout, be ready to give a testimony to your faith. Right. Well, be and- ready to give the reason why why you believe. Um, I've had the experience of going to. A different takeout place. <laughs> At this rate, it's going to sound the like I just. Question is how I often do nothing do you get but take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe more often than I ought, but whatever. I was at an, another takeout place once, and this guy walked in and he looked at me. And said, "Are you a Catholic priest?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Can I ask you a question?" And so we stepped outside and we had this like five minute conversation about the faith. Really, I invited him to mass, um, gave him my email, and said like get in contact. Let's, let's talk more about this. Cause I, I want to be there. Yeah. I never heard from him. I was going to say, and then we started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hundred percent a worthwhile conversation. Yeah, of right? course. But here's the situation. I'm like, I'm not sure if I know this guy. I'm not sure if he actually knows who I am. If he, if, cause he didn't call me by name. I didn't call him by name cause I don't know his name. Right. Um, I really think that we just like that he just mistook me for somebody else, and it was like when we shook hands that we both realized I don't I don't know who you are. But I but again I really do think the question is so how do we? Well, why pass how, up that opportunity to introduce myself? Strangers? Right. Instead of saying, "Hey, what's your name? I can't place right. you," and just admitting it, why didn't I do that? Right. So there was like that that little bit of fear that was present I know, in me. I know if this was me, and I was at a <laughs> crappy takeout restaurant. <laughs> It's I'm good take I can't I, like I can't help out. the digs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's good if I were at a a wonderful taste takeout restaurant, a fine dining establishment, a fine dining establishment, and a stranger came up to me, I would be wary to spread the gospel immediately, and I would come up with an excuse, and 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 maybe it's a warranted excuse of like, well, you don't want to be weird and therefore turn them off. Yeah, but like, but also I'm like, already how about weird. Have, some... have you seen me not in clerics ever? Right. Actually, Do you know what my style twice. is? Yeah, yeah. I have like three T-shirts. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> None of them match anything else that I wear. <laughs> right. So like the color schemes off. And they're it's, all it's, polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, they're all Catholic Heart Work Camp t-shirts. Right, like, right, every right. t-shirt that I own says Catholic Heart Work Camp on it. says Uncrustables on it. Um, but, but do you know what I mean? Like I do. There's, so, there's a hesitance sometimes. And so I think, yeah. But it shows how impressive something like Christ in the City is. They're you know gonna, Christ in the city? I do. Yeah. I know very well. Yeah. They're just going to go and meet people. Yeah. And bring like them to sidewalk Jesus. evangelization. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So whether or not you know the person you're talking to, introduce yourself, bring them Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's end that story. Okay. All right. Now my third story. Okay. This story <laughs> is entitled... Hot oil pizza and beards don't always mix. Okay. Today, I had the occasion of uh, two priests coming through town. They were on their way to the NCDVD convention. I don't know if you know what the NCDVD is. The NCDVD is the National Conference of Diocesan Vocation Directors. Whoa. And these are two vocation directors from the state of Massachusetts, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And I know both of them. One of them I've I've known very, very well. Massachusetts not a state? So there's there's the Commonwealth of uh, of, of Massachusetts, (laughs) the Commonwealth of Virginia. I think there's one other. I can't think of what it is. 
is now. There might be two other commonwealths. So like it's actually not a state. They're states, but like there's there's also some other governmental thing that like makes <laughs> them different. They're states, but also they're all common. They're, they're all they're different. Wealthy. There's there's a difference. <laughs> there's something different. Anyway, so these two these two vocation directors, yeah. one from the diocese of Springfield, Father John Reardon, and one from the diocese of Worcester, Father Donato Infante, uh, they were coming through town on their way to the NCDVD convention. You're and, loving that. You're loving that phrase. Oh, it's great. Because it's it's an actual thing. I've been to the NCDVD convention several times um, because I was a vocation director. NCDVD. Yes. If you didn't know it, there is a vocation director convention. So think like Comic-Con, but a whole bunch of priests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except that we're not cosplaying. We are all actually priests. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. It's the real thing. So they're, they're, they, they, they're, they're on their way through Connecticut. So they got in contact and said, hey, do you have time for lunch? I said, yes. And so I took them to Colony Grill in Fairfield. Not the original. I know you're a Stanford boy. Not the original Colony Grill. That's right. You can't. Oh, can I not? Is Uh, that a thing? Well, it involves all of the things that you're allergic to. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Fair Um, enough. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. It might not. Did you know that all three of these? Well, I guess only the second two stories included takeout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this one wasn't takeout. This one we we, we dined in. We dined yes. in a fine, a dining, fine dining establishment. establishment. We do love Colony Grill, man. Colony Pizza is great. So anyway, I always get the hot oil pizza. Okay, um, it's just it's a good solid. Is go-to. it like spicy oil? Uh, yes, or warm. Oil. It's, <laughs> it's just very warm. It's just oil. really hot oil. You well, burn your mouth. So I should at this point know that maybe the hot oil isn't my best bet. Right. Because what happens inevitably, there's oil on, on the pizza. Yeah. So it's not like a greasy pizza. It's not that kind. But there's just like this spicy oil that they put on it. And you, you bite into the pizza and inevitably there's going to be a little bit of dribbling sure. of, of the hot oil. Well, And you've well, got a great big beard. When you're a bearded man and yeah. you have a large beard, where does that go? It goes into the beard. Now, the problem with the hot oil is that it's also got a little bit of the cheese in there. So like it, oh, it's got yeah. some of the cheesy smell along with some of the beard. spicy smell. And so then it's it's there in the beard. And the problem is, and, and gentlemen with beards might understand this experience of like if something gets in there, especially something that is uh, viscous and- and Viscous? Yeah. Like, so like it's it's not just water- but like it's going to stick. It's going to stay there. It's got some staying power. This is hilarious. Yeah. So what happens is then the aroma of of like you're, hot you're, oil you're is there. You're walking around smelling like pizza. Well, no, this is the problem. It's not that you're walking around smelling like pizza. It's like you're, you're walking around smelling like the, the, the remnant after the pizza is gone, <sighs> which isn't great. Like, yeah. and I can smell, I, I can't tell if other people can smell it. Right. But there it is. And it's like stuck in my beard. I'm like, I shouldn't have gotten the hot oil pizza. I should have gotten something else because there it is in my beard. And the rest of the day, I got to go around hoping that I don't reek of pizza. Right. So that's my story. Okay. And I'd so, like to know what you think of it. So I think that it's a fantastic story, first of all. Oh, and hang on, tangent on this story. At one point, Father Donato looks up and he says, is that another priest? And I turn around towards the door and in walks Father Joseph Gill. <laughs> Father Joseph Gill, of course, of the Restless podcast here on Veritas Catholic Network that walks so in. Funny. And so I wave him over and he didn't quite, he couldn't see my face like over the booth. I was just kind of like waving and he saw the top of my head. So I right. stood up and he goes, oh, hey. And he walks over and we, we talked for a little bit. And he said, I'm meeting Steve Lee here. Steve Lee, of course, from Let Me Be Frank here on Veritas Catholic Network. And Steve Lee, of course, uh, the wh- founder, what is he? The CEO. founder, CEO, everything, the, the all things in all of Veritas Catholic Network. Work. And yeah. so Steve came in a few minutes later and wow. uh, I got to introduce him to my, my priest buddies. And wow. Yeah. So th- there it is. Like the tangent happened okay. at Colony Pizza. Okay. So I, I think I've got a couple of things. Please. The first one seems to be the most obvious is the importance of chrism. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Um, How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like oil <laughs> running down Aaron's beard on the collar of his robes. Exactly. That's yes. exactly what I was thinking. Yes. Good. Word for word. Um, I think now that I know the tangent, divine providence is probably the go-to. Okay. spiritual lesson okay meaning that sometimes things happen and you just realize that god's right in the story you know um we just recorded an episode with uh father boniface hicks it'll probably have come out about a week ago at this point um <laughs> and I don't it know, will have I come don't out in the future about a week ago in the past <laughs> i don't know why this what tense am i in right now uh, i'm just very tense <laughs> What tense am I in? Intense. Um, Have you ever been camping? It's intense. Uh, That's all for me, folks. He's out. (laughs) He's leaving the studio. (laughs) Okay, come on back. Come on back. Um, Tell me the story. So I I, I think that, um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, it probably wasn't an accident that those two brother priests of yours Ran mm-hmm. into Father Joseph Gill and Steve, you know, or that sure. Steve and Father Joseph ran into you three. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you've heard of this place called uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville. I sure have. Uh, but it turns out that Father Joseph and my friend Father John went to Franciscan University of Steubenville together. There you go. And I knew that. I knew that they knew each other. So when when Joe walked in, I was like, oh, right. that's just Joe Gill. Hey, it's great. Right. And so that's kind of what I mean. You know, it's like. I don't know if there is really such a thing. I read a book on, it's called The One and the Many. It was a book that was a textbook for my philosophy class all on metaphysics, which I must admit, bad idea to jump into philosophy on metaphysics. Terrible idea. Start with the survey right. and then move on to um, other stuff. Although that's an issue that bothers me in a lot of universities, the mm-hmm. way that they that they teach philosophy. They start with the survey, the general 101 intro mm-hmm. to, to philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can take any philosophy that you want. And I'm like, I'm also sorry. Also seems like a bad idea. That's a bad idea. No, philosophy, you have to have, okay, you, you do the intro, the general yeah. survey. Then you have to have metaphysics and logic at least. Yeah. Yeah. If not, also have ancient and medieval philosophy before you're allowed to take just anything. Right. There's, yeah, just, I mean, there's just too much stuff. You can't go from a survey course into existentialism yeah. or into contemporary philosophy. There's too many other things that yeah. had to happen. I think it's a terrible Father idea. Sam Kachuba, philosophy major. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> it's just, it's wrong. Um, but I don't think there is such a thing as chance. Yeah, okay. Um, now, I don't know if I would die on that hill. But as someone who believes in a God that is an um, that is omniscient and omnipotent, chance seems like it's outside the ballpark. Hmm. Um, and I'm actually curious about your thoughts on that. As long as you promise to never use the word God incidents, we're cool. Cool. I can't stand that word. It drives me crazy. Well, but that would, but even that would imply the wrong thing. That would imply an accident. And I don't, that's, that's like the opposite of what I'm trying to say. Well, no, so I, th- I think, I think when, when people say God incidents, what they're trying to do is say, it's not just a coincidence. It's not just something oh, that oh, happened oh, randomly. Oh, I, I heard incident, yeah, not, no. oh, like not coincidence. Right. Right. I see. What, okay. the, what they're trying to say is no, God, God did this, but I just don't like the phrase. I think it's, yeah, it's, I think corny. it's, it's poor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I don't go for that. Yeah. But I mean, I did just tell a dad joke, but that's a different story. That's a completely <laughs> yeah. different thing. Um, but, but do you know what I mean? So I, I think, I think maybe that's the lesson of the, like the Lord plops you in places on purpose <laughs> and well to, to to be able to find that there's a 
that there's some sort of a providential reason that a thing happened. There are so many P's being thrown out right now. <laughs> but to, to recognize <laughs> that it is it is very possible that, yeah. that God in his in his divine knowledge of, of all things decided that this was the right time yeah. to meet this person. Right, um, right. And when you can start to see the world in that way, that there's there is reasoning here. There 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 is the the possibility of, of the presence of God in this in this place in this moment. You can start to grow in your appreciation for those those other areas. Right. At the same time, you might overdo it. Like it'd be easy to overdo it and and think every single thing that happened. This is just God's plan for me today. Uh, well, but which, tune, let me let me just push there. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it? Like, like, like there is such a no. thing as a, a passive there's will. Di- there's a difference between the permissive will of God where God allows things to happen and then right. his, his active will where he, he wants things to happen. Right. He okay. wants us okay. to do things. I mean, because the pitfall, right. there's so many P's being thrown out. The pitfall of that, well, everything that happened to me today was God's will is that just like literally whatever happens is therefore God's will. Right. And so you start to assume that there must be like, that's why I, that's why I suffered today. Or you, right. instead of engaging with the actual things that you might be feeling. Right. Maybe I suffered today because I didn't follow God's will. Exactly. <laughs> and then you start to also then you can very easily start to assign uh, blame for some trauma mm. suffered to God, which is God does not will our, our suffering no. or, or our trauma. Sometimes, we are not Presbyterian. <laughs> sometimes God allows these things to, right. to happen in our lives. But I, I think don't know that, if all Presbyterians believe that. I don't know. I think but it's a Calvinist thing. That idea of, of recognizing that there, there are providential moments, at least, there are those moments when God is definitely doing something. Right. Yeah. I think that's good to be able to recognize, yeah, God is here somehow. God is, God is working. Right. I'm on board with that. How do you recognize those moments? Well, the recognition comes, I think, really from from being aware of God's presence in other places. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. It's driving him nuts. He thinks there's too much alliteration, but I don't think there is. It's I perfect. Think, I think we're... <laughs> there it is again. We I become, should have said, are you playing with me? We, we, <laughs> we become aware of God's presence when we go to Mass. When we celebrate the Eucharist, when, right. when we go to adoration, uh, when we have just a daily life of prayer, right. as we engage with God in that relationship, we come to understand more and more the ways in which he's also going to be seen outside of those formal moments. Right. So I'm going to recognize that God is here, even outside of that time when I'm in the church, when I'm saying mass or attending mass, uh, outside of my my rosary or other other different devotions that I might have. I'm going to recognize that God can also be be there, be I, I can become aware of of Him and of His care for me in my relationships and my interactions with people. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this sounds a lot like what we talked to Father Boniface Hicks. But also what we talked to Father uh, Daniel Marie Klimek. Yeah. Is it Daniel Marie or Daniel Marie? Daniel Marie. Daniel Marie Klimek. Yeah. Um, how like you're practicing the presence yeah. of Mary. Uh, or or by extension, right? You're practicing the presence of God. The other part of this though is, is not just being aware in the moment, right. but reflectively being aware. Right. And that's why it's important for us to tell stories. That and and that's and that, why these stories matter. Right. These three stories they that matter. I have told, they matter. They have eternal significance. Right. Maybe not, but <laughs> no. Well, but but I would make the argument like so that story that I told about how I went on Twitter, right? right. 
Like that was not the Lord's will that if I would Twitter encounter something like that. Twitter has eternal significance. Oh my I gosh. will eat my left shoe. <laughs> Please tell me that it doesn't have eternal it significance. It probably does for someone like Elon Musk. Oh, anyway, I but the hope point it is, doesn't. the point, I don't want it the to. point is, you have to eat your shoe. The point is, <laughs> the point is that the Lord permitted that to happen. It probably wasn't His will that I would encounter such a thing. Right. You know, but but He permitted it. And more, even even more than that, he took good out of it, which is that I learned the lesson of pay attention to your guardian angel. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, but it would be wrong for me to say it was the Lord's will that I encounter this Yeah, today. We, we can't attribute things to, can't, always can't to God's positive that. will, no. It's just that he is faithful enough. And by that, I mean like abundantly faithful. You know what I mean? What is it? Infinitely faithful mm-hmm. to the point where he is capable and desiring to take good even out of my crap, you know, even out of the times where I don't listen well. Um, there you go. It's not just in the moment though. Yeah. It's the reflection. It's the reflection on the event, on the experience. When, when we yeah. take time to reflect, to look back, we can start to recognize things. And yeah. sometimes we need to process. I, I Another wanna... one, right? Sometimes we need that chance to process. We need, yeah. we need that chance to look back and say, this is what happened. This is what I experienced. This is how I felt about it. This is what I was going through. This is what I'm now noticing as I look back. Right. It's when we do that examination and we recognize those different things that we can also see what was going on. And what was I aware of maybe in the moment? That's the the whole examine of St. Ignatius of Loyola, right? Right. The examine is not so much an examination of conscience, but of consciousness. Mm. So now as I look back on this on this experience, on, on what I've done today, I'm kind of calling that experience to mind in right. the present moment. And as I call that experience to mind, I'm going to turn it over and I'm going to examine where where is God present here? Where am I now conscious mm-hmm. of God's, mm-hmm. uh, God's availability, God's mm-hmm. goodness to me? As I become aware of God's uh, goodness and availability to me, mm-hmm. I'm then going to examine those those places where, all right, what might I do now? having reflected on this. And so right. as, I, as I reflect, I'm then able to pull the good. I'm able to recognize that presence of yeah. God and start moving forward. And this seems to be an obvious factor in the spiritual life. Reflecting. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like, And I am saying that as someone who does not perform a nightly exam, um, but recognizes that I should. The, the importance of reflection is so tremendous. And actually, this is another another thing that you do like in spiritual directions, Father Boniface Father Boniface Hicks would appreciate that. I can't you keep messing name. up his name. I don't name. know what's going on. It's because you are so, you know, you admire his beard so much. As, you as, just trip over your words. As a <laughs> a friend of mine said about another friend, uh, his brain is about 10 steps ahead of his mouth. <laughs> like nice. the words have all come out in his brain, but his mouth hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. He's just trying I to get there. I thought you were there. talking about Father Boniface Hicks for no, a second. No, no, but no, that's no. because my brain is like 10 steps behind my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, this idea of in spiritual direction, part of what you're doing is you're reflecting. You're, you're thinking back over the stuff that you've experienced, sharing it with a director. Mm-hmm. And the director is is then allowing you to, to process out, out loud, but the director is also giving you that chance to have something reflected back. A lot of times the work of a spiritual director is not to tell you what to do. It's just to tell you what you said. Really? Yeah. 
get out of town. It's that's, crazy. That's, like the number of times sitting in spiritual direction that I'm not telling somebody what they ought to do next or what needs to happen. I'm just saying, so it sounds like you're saying, like if you come and say, I'm fighting with my mother all the time and, and really struggling with, uh, with, with lack of charity towards my boss. And I, I just don't want that. I say, well, it sounds like you're fighting with your mother a lot and having a lack of charity with your boss and, and you don't want that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm just reflecting oh back gosh, exactly so the, thing, the thing that you said. Yeah. Right. Um, C.S. Lewis talks about something. I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but he talks about how it's in it's in the first book of the Space Trilogy. I just realized that my phone is still recording from the last episode that we recorded. <laughs> so there's going to be some great stuff here. Yeah, I know that. I'm sorry. Okay, tangents. It's fine by um, me. But he talks about in the first book of the Space Trilogy, there are these creatures that the the main character meets. Mm -hmm. um, and they are not fallen creatures, right? Like that's the premise. This guy goes basically to Mars and Mars has aliens and these aliens are persons because they have intellects um, and wills, but they are not fallen creatures. Um, and he taught this, this creature starts explaining to the main character, I believe his name is Ransom if I'm remembering correctly, starts explaining to Ransom how um, they have the perfect amount of children. And it's because at some point they just recognize that it's time to stop having children. And in this world, I think it's that like they just stop engaging in the marital act. Mm. And, and Ransom, now I'm not saying that's a perfect theology, but it's just to illustrate the point that I'm getting to. Ransom's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a human. <laughs> that doesn't like jive with me, you know? Um, wouldn't you, wouldn't you miss that experience to which this creature responds, the reflecting and the memory we consider a part of the experience, right? So mm. the, the, like the reflection on something you've done in the past is not a separate action, but rather an extension of that one singular action. Interesting. Uh, and I think you could look at you could you could make huh. at least an analogy here. Yeah. I don't know if I could really settle in on like everything is one action. You know what I mean? But I think it's I think it's worth I, I mean I was struck by it, you know, of like, wow, things extend past the moment to moment. Yeah. Keeping in mind that Lewis is writing work of fiction. Right. And kind right. of processing through some ideas. Yeah. Right. Uh but it, it would also be true that things last beyond the moment right that's that's why people if they're if they're uh suffering some sort of a trauma right. right they they can relive the trauma as though it's present even though it's not even right. though it's something that happened years ago they can when reflecting on it or thinking about it it can it can be for them an experience of of re-experiencing that original that original trauma right which is which is hugely difficult so yeah it's an interesting idea. It really is. Because I don't even know, I don't even really think he in, intended it for it to be a re-experiencing, you know? Yeah. I haven't fully wrapped my mind around it. I think he's a wonderful writer. Yeah. Lewis is great. I mean, okay. it's hard to, it's hard to say he's bad. <laughs> Not that you did. No, I mean, Tolkien's better, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. That's great. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate you letting me tell these these three yeah. stories. Um, I'm going to go turn left. Yeah, that's and... a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go 
Um, <laughs> so you you shouldn't have to worry about it. You're going the opposite direction. It should be should be yeah, all I go right. smooth. I go right. Smooth sailing, my friend. It should be smooth driving, I guess. Oh. Yeah, in this case. Perfect. Well, this is the tangent. I'm Father Sam Kachuba. I am Pat Peraza. <laughs> Say it right. I am Matt Peraza. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to further support The Tangent, please consider subscribing or following on your preferred platform, following us at the Tangent underscore Catholic on Instagram, or even donating at VeritasCatholic.com. See you next time. God bless.